Welcome back, book nerds, to today's episode of the podcast. I will be speaking with Lena Pindarka, writer and director of the short film Awaken, which is being showcased at the 2020 Holly Shorts Film Festival. Awaken is a short film about Raki Singh, who has recently put her mom into a care center after exploring other options for her Alzheimer's disease. Raki's mom isn't taking well to it and still has long spells of crying and bouts of confusion. Raki brings her mom home in hopes of comforting her, helping her reset, and to find her way, only to learn that it's not only unhelpful, but also breaking her family apart. Raki is at a loss as to what to do, but when her mother disappears, she finds her loss in a moment from the past, paving the way for a solution. It's not an easy one, but it's something. Without any further delay, let's jump into the podcast. Hi there, book nerds. Welcome to today's episode of the podcast. Joining us today, we have Lena Pendekar, the writer and director of Awaken. Thank you so much for joining me today, Lena. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Now, I know I already said you're the writer and director, but can you tell us a little bit about the film? Yeah, Awaken is a short film about a daughter trying to help her mother through Alzheimer's and in a moment that's where everything all seems lost, they have a moment of awakening. Yeah, I I got to watch the film and I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was a story that, you know, needs to be told. And, you know, there's, I mean, films are made about uh, Alzheimer's and I don't know, I this one, I think because it was a short film, it, it really spoke to me where it's just like, you know, that little time, it makes a huge impact on someone's life. And you have to create these decisions like on the whim because you can't really plan out how it is. That's true. Yeah, that, that's true. It's kind of a quiet film, but yeah, I'm glad you got that from it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind the film for you? Yeah. Um, I have, my mother-in-law actually has Alzheimer's and, you know, it's just, it's a hard disease. It's a hard disease to watch someone go through, to forget their, their life, their memories. And, you know, often the short-term memories are the ones that go the, the quickest. Um, like I will see my mother-in-law just randomly tell a story about something very long time ago, but she can't remember what's happening in the moment, you know? And so this, the inspiration of the story was, not necessarily true to life, but it's this idea of caregiving and juggling so much and feeling like you've lost your your support system in the moment. So that that's really where the idea kind of came from. Yeah, I love that. Um, what's what's your favorite part of the film? <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I I just I love V and Parminder's uh, performances in the film, and I thought that ocean sequence could come out really clunky and, you know, but I wanted it to be very subtle and impactful. And I thought they both did a really beautiful job of getting that performance to to have subtlety and nuance to it, but also being impactful. Yeah, your cast was really great. I really loved all of their performances. They did an amazing job. Thank you. Yeah, Seamus Deaver, who plays the husband, um, Bobby Sadagani, who plays the son. He's lovely. It was, yeah, wonderful cast. 
And what's it like writing and directing a film for like for you specifically? Because I know everyone has like their own things, but what's that process like for you? Um, you know, often when I write things, I do kind of have a vision for what I want them to be and what I want them to look like and feel like. Um, and with this one, it was it was very much something that I kind of thought about. And then I just I felt very strongly about the way that I wanted it to come to be. So I think the characters really and I really wanted it to make something from a very South Asian perspective because I don't think we know those, those, we don't see those stories enough. So for me on the page, it was very much like, I even adjusted things, the, the two go so hand in hand. Like I started scouting locations and I ended up changing some of the script because I felt like the locations weren't quite working. Okay, yeah, that's, I mean, would you say that's one of the better benefits of directing and writing that you're able to kind of just like tweak stuff as you go? Yeah, it's a huge benefit. Like even just making a lookbook, like I'm a very visual person. So I like to go out and make a lookbook and think about the sequences and the color palette and all of those things as I go out and I take pictures and I think about how it's going to come together. I, um, it really informs the writing. Like I, uh, yeah, it really does inform the writing. So yeah, it's a very powerful part of the process. Do you prefer writing or directing or do you just <laughs> love both equally? I really love both. I mean, it's it's a weird thing to say, but you know, I love directing because it's so it's social and it's like taking something that's really abstract and bringing it into the real. But then I can really enjoy writing and the abstract ideas too. So uh, I love both. Yeah, that I I mean that's valid. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, there's just so much you can do in the industry, and it's just like it's better to dip your toes into everything than just. <laughs> you know, stick with one thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, filmmaking in and of itself, there's brings together so many creative aspects, you know, from production design to photography, to sound and music. And I had really an extraordinary team on this short film. So it was a lovely experience. Can you tell us a little bit more about that experience since you were, I mean, from pre-production to post-production, you were involved in all of it. Yeah, I mean, I wrote the script and I had a producer that was really lovely, this woman named Marina Dutt, who came on board and she's fantastic and really helped bring in the cast. You know, she has done a lot of um, acting and has a great eye for casting. So um, Parminder, you know, is a pretty, pretty, uh, you know, amazing actress and a lot of people know her and know her name. So we reached out and we're, we're really lucky that she was, had a gap in her schedule and was willing to do a piece like this. So we, um, you know, we cast her and that was wonderful. Rena and I had been scouting some locations and I had this like vision for a care center that was really high tech and all this stuff, a nursing home. But then I realized that that wasn't quite the right vibe for the story. So I kind of adjusted that. And then um, I brought on our DP named David Sani, who I work with a lot, a photographer. And we knew, you know, he knows some of the stylistic things that I like. Like I um, really like shallow focus lenses and we used these anamorphic lenses this time that were really beautiful. Um, we scouted the ocean and the buildings. And, you know, in the post, again, I had some amazing people that I got to work with. And Parminder and V, you know, we rehearsed and we met and we talked about the story and really went deep with it. Um, and then in the post, I worked with a television editor named Eileen DeClerc, who's lovely. 
and Rashi Kulkarni uh, scored and she, you know, is just, she's an incredible uh, composer. She works for television and does a lot of CW shows. So she was fast and able to really take notes very clearly. So yeah, it came together. I felt really lucky to work with all the people on the film. Love that. What, what, which part of the process would you say is your favorite? Would you prefer uh, post-production, production, or pre-production? <laughs> Again, I kind of just love the whole process. I mean, being on set is wonderful, but by the time you're finished with being on set when, or done, you're like ready to be on to the next phase, you know, and then post can go a little bit slowly, but post can just often be really stressful because you have to commit to making decisions and really kind of before you start sound, uh, you have to commit to locking the, the picture. And sometimes that can be a very daunting task. You know, you wonder, did I make, did I choose the right take? Did I not choose the right take? So sometimes post can be very stressful because <laughs> of the big commitment that you've got to make to everything. But it's, you know, I enjoy the whole process. No, definitely. And you mentioned sound and um, how, was it difficult to film on the beach? How did you feel about getting all the waves in the background and? Um... Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, I, right before making Awaken, I traveled all over with a, a feature, an indie feature, like a 90 minute movie called um, 20 Weeks. And we had some scenes on the ocean and I had, I had shot a lot of different things and had lots of ups and downs with the sound. So to be honest, the key to making Awaken is that I, I brought on a sound person who was very experienced, like, you know, who knew what he was doing and really knew how to get the right gear and do it right and not interrupt the performances and was just such a pro. So I think that I was conscious of all that, but I really didn't have to worry about it because my team was just so good so yeah better yeah. to have someone you can trust than to be like oh no it's not working yeah no, no, no. and stress about it in post um yeah. what's your favorite aspect about short films because i you've worked on features but um since short films you know you get this little bit of time to tell a whole story what's your favorite aspect about them that's such a good question i mean i think a short film, like a short story is, is a medium of its own. I think there's skills and craft to a short film constructing this kind of, a lot of times, you know, I actually teach filmmaking at Loyola Marymount and I'm teaching a short, short filmmaking class, screenwriting class this semester. And I always try to tell the students, it's not a feature crammed into 10 minutes. That's not the goal of the short. You know, the goal of a short is kind of its own contained story, right? And so it's like often exploring a moment of, in time. And what I love about it is just, you know, making a feature is a really big commitment. It's like a two, three year commitment often. Um, making a short is a year commitment, right? I mean, you can, you can really write something and make it in a year if you'd like to go that fast or you can probably even go faster. Mm -hmm. um, but what I love about it is you get the opportunity to experiment, to push boundaries, to try things out that you wouldn't normally try out, right? Like I tried on this short film a much more high-end look than I normally go for. Like I went for these expensive lenses. I went for like much more kind of dolly clean. I do a lot of handheld and kind of intimate performances in my other work, but I, I was like, okay, this is three days. I got a grant to make this so I can figure out a way to afford the lenses that would be just be difficult on a feature. So 
there's that. And then I also, because it's a less commitment, like Parmen, there's a pretty big, big deal, you know, television actress and she's in many things and movies. So for her to commit to three days is, is a lot less stressful than a month, right? So also sometimes you, if you, if you can get interesting cast, it's a great opportunity. So yeah, I love making short films. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and um, you mentioned you're a professor as well. How do you balance making your own projects on your own time and teaching? Um, it's never easy. <laughs> I did this one um, uh, on a, in a semester where I actually had the semester away from teaching. So, you know, you just kind of juggle it with times off in the summer and the winter and you know you just kind of juggle it but it's it's the thing that keeps me going and I think that as a as a teacher the best thing that I have to offer is all my practical experience you know of filmmaking so I always try to make some something and I do some industry stuff too like I was directing a lifetime movie when COVID hit so you know it's like what was that like um one going into filming once this whole thing started because uh i'm a film student as well um oh, i got cool. rejected from loyola oh <laughs> uh, i'm at cast la though <laughs> where do you go i'm at cast la oh, okay cool yeah okay. Cool. <laughs> um yeah and we're trying to figure out you know how to create films during covid and it's just this whole new world how are you feeling about it it's hard. It's definitely sad. I mean, the movie, the Lifetime movie, I was in pre-production on. And then the first day we were supposed to shoot, everything shut down for COVID. So, um, you know, I'm teaching a class now where students are filming, but they're, it's very restricted. It's in their house, around their house, in outdoor locations around their house. And I mean, they've come up with some really beautiful things, though. You know, in a way, some of the restrictions forces people to be more creative and not worry about gear and permits. For me, I've been just very focused on writing. I mean, I have, um, a, I have a writing job and then I'm also um, free, you know, uh, taking out a TV show. So I'm, I'm working on things, but I'm not filming anything at the moment, which I'm definitely anxious to get out and film something, but it's, <laughs> I'm just gonna be patient because I think it's just dangerous. I just don't want, you know, to put anyone at risk. So, you know, as you were writing Awaken, did you initially want it to be a short film or were you thinking maybe you could expand it into a feature film? Like what was that process like writing the, the script for Awaken? Yeah, Awaken was one of those rare pieces for me that is just a short. Um, I do have like a TV concept that's very similar, but but very different. It's about, you know, what it's really about is the two sisters. Like in the in the movie, there's a lot of subtextual things that are happening. And one of them is that her, her and her sister are a little disconnected. And I have a show and I have a feature version too of the her and her sister um, having to come together to care for the mother and the disconnect that they feel. So, um, and the way that they kind of mend their relationship and caring for their mom. So I've been working on that in this COVID time. And um, but yeah, it's been, the short was its own thing, but I do have a feature that kind of has similar ideas. Yeah, I was wondering if maybe you had another short film in mind to dive into more of the sisters because you kind of give us like a little taste, but you, yeah. leave, you also leave us wondering like, well, what ha what's happening here? Why, is, why are they not like so close or, you know, what's, 
what's happening in their relationship it kind of just leaves you wanting a little bit more yeah yeah I would like to explore that further and in a longer work because I do think sometimes you know when a parent gets sick the siblings are left to care and the siblings just may not be on the same page and things get difficult and they can get kind of stressful so I think um that's something I definitely want to explore um I I mentioned it's uh Awaken it's a very serious film you know um but were there any moments (laughs) while filming where you guys just couldn't keep it together and you know had a little fun I think we had fun throughout I mean um Parmander and V are both just very delightful women to chat with. And the, the mood on set was very lighthearted and a lot of fun. Um, and our producer too, she's got a, a really fun vibe. So um, I can't think of a, a moment at, like that comes to mind, but I do feel like the whole time we were all chatting and you know having fun as we made the film. And then magically the actors can get into serious mode when they need to, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a good balance. It was, it really was, yeah. And what is the most important message for you that the audience takes away from the film? Um, You know, I've been playing in festivals all year, all virtual, of course, and a lot of very interesting conversations around caregiving and around um, illness in the Asian American community and how people are just not wanting to talk about the topics often. There's a huge stigma around getting an illness like Alzheimer's. I mean, I think if someone gets cancer, we can talk about it. With dementia, it's it's really hard when someone has, you have to deal with someone kind of losing their memories. And I think that's something that it has been, I'm really proud of that has sparked a lot of conversation on the festival circuit. I think a lot, it's a topic that I've actually been on two or three panels that were all about Asian American, um, illness and mental health in the Asian American community and dementia in the Asian American community and caregiving. And I've been really happy. A lot of people have been wanted to just talk about that issue. Like that has been really, really cool. It's like, wow, a lot of people want to talk about this. A lot of people are going through things and they have no other place to turn to talk about it. So that has been really cool. No. And you were able to like provide that little step forward and talking in Uh, sparking the conversation some more so I mean kudos to you for being able to create a story that's so powerful that way so the the film it has it deals with Alzheimer's and you've dealt with it with your I mean you haven't dealt with like oh that can't it sounds wrong when I'm saying it but I mean like you have your experience with your uh, mother-in-law did you bring on anyone on board to like help you research it some more or um just like a little consultant no we didn't um the lead actress v who plays she actually did a lot of work and ironically she has a background as a doctor so she's kind of the like a trained she was a, a professor of medicine i mean and she said she didn't deal with alzheimer's but she did do a lot of research. I know she watched a lot of clips and watched a lot of things too. And I had the reference of being around my mother-in-law of what it feels like and what the emotion is. So no, I drew mostly from my own personal emotions and the research that V did and yeah, so. And what was it like filming those scenes where 
you know, her mom is like, she's not connecting anything. And it's just really heartbreaking to see. Um, do, were you able to feel those same emotions while filming? Like, were you reliving them? Sure, yeah, especially writing on the page too. You really, you know, it's like, how far do you want to go with this? It's like, where, where do you draw the line? It's, it's hard, you know, the writing part is hard. It's like, do I want to put this on the page? Do I want to acknowledge this as something that it could be or that is my reality? Um, it's not always easy to do that. And I don't think a lot of people always want to talk about it. I don't think my husband wants to, but you just kind of, I think as an artist, that's just how I process things and how I really um, make sense of them a lot of times. No, yeah, that makes, yeah. <laughs> and I, how do you personally, or how do you personally draw that line? Like, do you just know when to stop or do you kind of just like create a chart and be like, well, not create a chart, but you know what I mean? <laughs> well, it's hard. I mean, and I, ooh, I, you know, I've always draw upon personal ex life, ex a lot of times in my work. And, you know, my last film was based on a very personal experience. It was called 20 Weeks. And it was about a couple that finds out their baby has a serious health condition in utero. It's a very difficult topic. And, um, you know, I, I used to, I actually have my master's in documentary film and I, I started out making docs. And for me, I realized that I just couldn't do it. Like making documentaries is, is very hard. And I definitely commend the people who do it because you do have to get really intimate and really personal and put real things on the screen. And for me, I think what I realized is like, at least with a, if I take a real life scenario, like, like that, and I've completely fictionalized it. I've made it like the character's not me, it's somebody with, you know, and I've woven it in. I can bring a piece of myself, but I'm not putting myself out there, right? Like, mm -hmm. and I made a couple of documentaries in my 20s when I had just finished school that were really, really tough. And I was kind of traumatized, to be honest, from making them. I felt tremendous anxiety. So I think as I've grown in my career, I've learned like, oh, can put that piece of myself in it, but the fictionalization of it makes it much more doable. Yeah, I mean, there's a certain amount of vulner vulnerability that we can all, you know, take on. And you can definitely tell you put yourself into this film. Thank you. But it's also like, you're also able to kind of, you know, see other people's experiences too, because you just never know what someone's dealing with. And even like her son, he has a very like small moment, but it's just like, he wants to stay, but his mom is like, no, you can go ahead. But that's also another story, like seeing the, the grandson watch all this happen. And there's another script idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. The, yeah. the way that the kids deal with it, that's a whole nother layer of just kind of, yeah, story for sure. And do you have, do you have any advice for aspiring filmmakers? Uh, just keep making stuff, you know, I mean, it's, you may not always have the budget that you want or the cast that you want, but you, you just have to try, you know, on your phone with DSLRs, wherever you can, it's like get a camera and try to try to just keep making stuff because you'll get better and better and better. And as you get better and better, you know, the bigger actors will come calling. So, um, 
yeah, I say just keep creating stuff. And do you have any specific advice for our women in film? Because <laughs> I know it gets very, very touchy out there. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. I mean, it's very hard, but I, I just firmly believe that if you make the content that you feel proud of and that you feel connected to, that it'll find its way out into the world, that people will, will find it and will connect with it in some way that you never imagined. So I think that's, that's important. Definitely. And where can we follow you on social media if you have any? Yeah, um, my Instagram is lenapend.filmmaker. That's the best one place to follow me. <laughs> lenapend.filmmaker. <Okay. laughs> I don't use my Twitter account that much. I've been really lame about it. And Awaken does have a Facebook page. So if you go to Facebook and you go to Awaken, I mean, Awaken Film, you'll find um, a Facebook page. And are there going to be other short, um, yeah, are there going to be other short film festivals that Awaken is going to be featured in after Holly Shorts this week? Maybe, but I think for the year, this is our last one. And then <clears throat> starting, you know, in January, February, we may be in some other festivals and just kind of figuring out distribution where we're going to put the film. So yeah, we've done, we've done a lot in this last year, we've done like 15, 16 festivals. And so, yeah, just waiting for next steps. What was that like, your film festival journey? You know, did you, were you able to go to some in person before all of this happened? No, not really. Our first one was scheduled for March, CineQuest, and I was like all slated to go. And then of course it was canceled. Um, and all of these festivals have picked back up to be virtual. Um, and, you know, I mean, at first I was a little bummed out because of course I, I want to see my film play in a theater, but... I have to say the benefit of screening virtually is that more people can watch. And I have been able to go to some of these panels. It's tough, you know, to always go to a festival and be there and be on at all the events, but it's nice that they, the virtual model has been, there've been some benefits, so. The flexibility, you get the flexibility, but you miss the experience being there in person. Yeah, exactly. The flexibility and the panels, I was really surprised as few of these panels, I mean, uh, like San Francisco Asian Film Festival Camp Fest, they did a panel where they had like 300 people um, attending, you know, that was like, wow, this is amazing because it was a Facebook live event and they had a lot of people on online while it was going. So just the amount of questions and the amount of engagement has been really amazing, I have to say. Listeners, you already heard. So if you need to find out where to watch Awaken Next after Holly Shorts. Make sure to go and like their Facebook page. And yeah, thank you so much, Lena, for coming on to talk to me for a little bit. I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't want to give out too many spoilers for the film, but- Yeah, um, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely make sure to go and check it out. It's very, very heartwarming and it's something that needs to be talked about. And Lena did a great job at executing it and yeah thank you so much for joining me today thank you it's awesome i had an amazing time talking to lena and i hope you enjoyed listening in make sure to follow awakens facebook page to stay updated on where you can watch the short film next that's all for now thank you for listening in take it home for us lena Hi everyone, my name is Lena Pendarker and I'm the writer-director of the short film Awaken and you're listening to GeneBookner.com. Thank you.